Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I looked at him, he looked at me, all I could do was hate him. While Ray and Philomena sang of my elusive dream, I saw the streams, the rolling hills, where his brown eyes were waiting. And I thought about a pair of brown eyes that waited once for me. So drunk to hell, I left the place, sometimes crawling, sometimes walking. A hungry sound came across the breeze, so I gave the walls a talking. And I heard the sounds of long ago. From the old canal And the birds were whistling in the trees Where the wind was gently laughing And I'll rove and I'll rove and I'll rove And I'll go for a pair of brown eyes Welcome back to the podcast, y'all And right up front here, a moment of silence For the late, great Shane McGowan of the Pogues All right. So you might be like, well, what are you doing here? This is not a this is not a singing podcast. And I say to you, it's my podcast and I'll sing if I want to sing if I want to. OK, enough of that. Uh, you probably bared enough of the uh, singing for one podcast. But you know what? I thought I would do it because, you know, it's not often that you lose a true legend, somebody who's an icon uh, in every form of the word and every sense of the word, 
and somebody who really influenced me and my art, somebody whose music was always playing and ringing in my ears while I was painting, while I was thinking, while I was writing poetry, while I was writing books, while I was creating. He was one of the true voices that was ringing in my ears and somebody that I listened to when I used to drink and somebody I listened to when I stopped drinking and somebody that I get value out of still to this day. I went to Ireland. I saw his presence there everywhere. I saw the impact that he had on a culture and on the world. One of the few people to write a true Irish song that became a new Christmas classic, A Fairy Tale of New York. My wife and I even sung a couple of his songs, the Pogues and Shane McGowan songs, at our wedding, for Christ's sake. If you don't know who I'm talking about, if you haven't heard Shane McGowan, if you haven't heard the Pogues, I really recommend listening to them. Uh, one of the few bands that really did like old Irish standards and then kind of created such great music that they became new Irish standards. I mean, how many people have done that? So I just wanted to upfront pay homage or pay uh, an homage to Shane McGowan and sing a little bit of one of my favorite songs, A Pair of Brown Eyes. There's so many good ones. Fairy Tale of New York, Rainy Day in Soho, um, you know, Dirty Old Town, Old Main Drag, If I Should Fall from Grace with God, Bottle of Smoke. That's enough, but go out, go out and listen to the Pokes. But I wanted to talk about Shane today because I wanted to use him in honor of him and in honor of his passing, I wanted to use him as a model for some of the things that we try to achieve as artists. And I think this is really important. Now, you might not know Shane McGowan. You might know Shane McGowan. You might love Shane McGowan also. You might love the Pogues, but you might not. And uh, I would just recommend that you replace Shane, when I'm talking about this with somebody who you find iconic in your own world and somebody who's really influenced you so much as an artist, because really what we're doing, what we're trying to do as artists is inspire and influence each other and influence next generations, current generations, next generations, future generations. And that's what Shane did for me. And it still does for me and does for a lot of people. And I know like I'll carry on a lot of that inspiration in future work as well. I've painted him twice. I painted him for one of my friends who actually introduced me to the Pogues and, um, you know, painting that I wish I had to this day. And then I painted another piece of his back when I was doing pop surrealism. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that not only did I represent in my art literally, but I represent it in my abstract art too from like an emotional standpoint so that's something that we're all trying to do you know that's something that we want to do and want to have an impact with people not everybody wants to like i'm going to call this episode be a legend because you know i've talked to certain friends and like scott meskel for example he said that one time he's like i want to be a legend and i was like all right all right that's great i mean just put it out there if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to be then just declare it to the world and then set about trying to make that happen Nothing is ever going to happen without us having a vision and a goal and really seeing it clearly, right? So that's something I want to talk about today is like, Shane, how was he a legend? And how can we learn lessons from him and, you know, put those into our own practice? And, you know, like I said, if you aren't a Shane McGowan fan or you don't know who that is, replace that name with one of your favorite icons. So here we go. All right. So let's break, let's break this down if you want us to actually that sounded a little bit more like woody i was trying to go for mike Birbiglia, but it sounded like woody who's been canceled so let's move on what was the recipe what were the traits that i would say that really made somebody like shane mcgowan a legend and something that you could think about in your own art that you could apply as well uh well first of all i would say he really let his pain speak and now i don't mean that in a way of like he 
complained. I don't think he ever really complained ever about his pain and things that, you know, he was going through in life. He had a lot of stuff. He had a lot of demons. I mean, he was from, I think it was from the age of eight or something. He was being fed whiskey by his, uh, his elders. And he became basically like a drunk, you know, an alcoholic from an early age. And, but he wore it with like kind of grace, you know, he, in that true Irish way, he used it as a fuel source to kind of promote his creativity. And, you know, it's one of those things that like he kept drinking, like f- as far as I know, till the day he died. I mean, I know he probably cut back a little bit, but, um, you know, he lived to be, I think he was 65 or 66 when he passed. And um, he was a long time drinker. I saw him twice in concert. One time he was rocking it. And the next time he was in a wheelchair and he was still showing up and still doing it, not complaining, just giving it his all, giving his best. He kind of wore that with a lot of grace. So that's one thing, but he used that. He used that pain that you know he must have had and he poured it into his music and he poured it into his persona and i think it's one of those things that really just resonated with a lot of people like he went to london and the pogues really did a lot of their stuff in in london at the beginning but they would come back to ireland and man he was just like a god when he came back to ireland it was like people were just like here's a voice that i can relate to so he really tapped into something he really tapped into his own story his own pain his own culture, his own ancestry and like heritage. And uh, it was something that just people really latched onto and just like, here's a guy who's speaking my language. And I feel it too. You know, I I have Irish heritage in my uh, ancestry as well. And um, I can feel it when I hear his voice, when I hear the singing, when I hear the the sound of the pogues, it really just feels like I'm, I don't know, it's like I'm tapping into something from from the great beyond uh, or from my my past, from my ancestors. And that's something that you really like want to strive for, I think, as an artist. I mean, it's okay if you're just trying to create work and it's a hobby and you want to put work out there and inspire people or like have people just buy some pieces and hang it to their place. But I want people to buy my work, but I really want people to resonate with the work. I want them to resonate with what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to do with my own story and my own humanity as well. So that's what I mean when I talk about being like a legend. You know, it's something that it almost transcends him as a person. It becomes a, a human story, becomes a story of a culture, of a humanity. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of us want to be doing. So we should really strive to be a little more honest with what we're saying in our work. That's the first lesson. The second lesson I would say, looking at Shane, was that he was fearless. Not only was he fearless in his, you know, drinking persona and going out and his stage persona, going out there and just tearing it up on stage and being crazy, but he was fearless in the way he created his his voice, which kind of also transitions into another thing of being so good that they can't deny you. Another almost old uh, Steve Martin quote, right? But he really was so much himself in a fearless way and so unassuming that like you'd look at this guy and be like, wow, this is this this skinny, you know, he was missing some teeth, uh, you know, this scrawny, skinny, wild guy. And then you'd hear him sing or look at the lyrics he would write. And he was a poet. That's what I was trying to sing with the the first lyrics at the beginning of this was just to give a little bit of a taste of into the poetic nature of what he did. You'd look at this guy and be like, this came from him? Oh my God, like this is amazing. I listen to his lyrics to this day. I can read his lyrics and I, you know, brings a tear to my eye. There's so many good ones. And I would put him up there with some of the great poets. Honestly, I really would. And it came from this you know, this barfly, this guy who was going crazy out on the town all the time and, and tearing it up and a little bit wild, 
but he was really tapping into something again, and um, he was unapologetically himself. And I think that comes from a place of being fearless. But also, you know, he was educated. He was a reader. He did a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people didn't see. So um, that's one of those things that I think we have a lot of imposter syndrome today. It's like, oh, you know, who am I to become a legend, right? Who am I to be that? Or like, you know, I come from this small town or I, I come from this country or, you know, I come from a broken family or I have this, whatever it is that you see about yourself that gives you imposter syndrome. I think we need to learn to dig deep like somebody like Shane did. And, you know, maybe the alcohol helped him a little bit with that or maybe not. Maybe it was something that was intrinsic in him, you know, but it was something that like he really was able to dig deep and tap into something and just fearlessly put it out there. And I think that's what made him resonate with people as well. It was just this, just look up some stuff about Shane McGowan and and look at him and, and look at some of his fun, crazy pictures of him out drinking and stuff. And you're like, this guy was such a huge influence. And this guy came up with these amazing lyrics that are now almost like Irish standards. How did that happen? Well, it happened from him being truly authentic and, and really wanting it and like, and digging deep and learning and, and, and fiercely and unapologetically sharing a side of himself that he wanted to share, almost had to share with the world. So that's another one. Be fearless and be so good that it's undeniable in your art. I think that's something that we can all at least strive to be. Not every one of us is going to become a legend, but if you want to be and if you really have that fire, these are some things that you can look at as traits of a person that, you know, has these qualities, which I think leads us into trait number three slash four. I know I kind of put a couple in the same one there, but another one is just taking action, just jumping in and doing it. You know, I think there is something to be said for that era. It was kind of like, it was an Irish folk punk band and they were in that scene, you know, back when the Sex Pistols were going and uh, the clash were going and, and they were in that stew of people and there must have been an infectious atmosphere at that time and in that place. And, you know, yeah, that is lucky to be there a little bit. But, you know, one lesson in that is to potentially, if you're not in a place where you feel that kind of buzz, you know, that kind of energy, get there, move to a place, move to a place like New York or, you know, LA or Boston or London or, you know, uh, Dublin or wherever it is that you want to move, that you feel there's a, an energy and a creative atmosphere, a creative energy, you know, that's important. You got to be there. And now you can create that in your own community. You can find groups that will foster that. You can make a group. You can make like a mastermind group or something. I think we've talked about that way back when, but you can also do it online. You could create a group of people who who lift each other up and inspire each other and, and give you that buzz. So you almost feel like you're part of a community. I know I have that with Shockbox. Like we have a big community of people who are trying to lift each other up and also be inspiring to each other and push each other in that way and almost create like a movement. That's important. You know, it's important to be a part of that. You can get that online. You can get that in social media groups a little bit, or you can get that by listening to the right people, podcasts, audiobooks, things on YouTube and stuff like that. But I really do think it's important to kind of plug yourself in to that environment. And, and that's just action, you know, taking action doing it. Don't think about it. Do it. Get it done. If you don't have that in your small town, create it. 
do what you need to do to create an environment of uh, positive energy. And I think that's something that, you know, the Pogues and Shane McGowan had as well. They were in an environment. They moved to London. You know what I mean? Like they could have been an Irish band. And I know some of them are of like a different nationality. But, you know, for the most part, a lot of them moved to London, to the, you know, the city where it was happening, where the magic was happening at the time. And that definitely made a difference. Would they have potentially been able to get as big as they were by being in a small you know, town or village in Ireland? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not, actually. So, you know, get to the place where you need to be and take action. Take massive action. Do what you need to do. Don't think about it. Do it. If you want to create that environment, just create it. Nobody's going to create it for you. So that's something you need to do. Take action. And I don't want this to be too long. So let me just say one more and that we can take from somebody like Shane McGowan and the Pogues. And look, there's a lot of them. I could go on for days about this topic, but uh, one that I would just pick off the top of my head is knowing your history, knowing what's come before you. And I don't mean like, oh, I can talk about World War One and World War Two, and I can talk about, uh, you know, Independence Day and and the Boston Tea Party and all this stuff. That's fine. But what I'm saying is know your history of what you're trying to do. Shane McGowan really knew his history of not only his culture, the Irish culture, and, and, and what made him who he was, but also he knew writing. He knew music. Like I know he was listening to Tom Waits at the time. I know they were really in, inspired by... Tom Waits, I think it was Swordfish Trombones, that album, when they were really touring and starting to, to blow up a bit. But they were inspired by a lot of other musicians. And I know he became friends with a lot of musicians over the years and people who had mutual respect. Now, I'm not saying that's super easy, but you can at least know your history. You've got to know your art history. You've got to know what's come before you. I don't mean you have to know everything, but get inspired by art. Get inspired by some movements. Like maybe for you, like it's Frida Kahlo, you know, maybe it's the, you know, the surrealists, um, you know, maybe you just dig deep into like, you know, Van Gogh or, or you dig deep into Marina and Bravovitz, you know I mean? It's, it doesn't matter, but like know some history about what you're doing in your field know what's come before you, look at movements, look at other art, some things that that have been built off of, go visit museums, go see galleries, see what other contemporary artists are doing. You've got to know what rules are there before you know how to break them. I know a lot of people start off by kind of borrowing from other artists. I know they say, oh, good artists borrow, great artists steal, whatever. But what they're saying is just be inspired by other artists. Be inspired by other movements, things that have come before you. Like I started off in school learning about all this stuff. I was a draftsman. I you know, did all the still lifes. I did all the portraiture. I became a pop surrealist for like 14 years. I learned the rules before I could break them. And now I feel like I'm doing something that is my own. Um, and yes, there's influences in there. I mean, any artist who says they're not influenced by anybody is lying to you. You have to be influenced by people, but then you have to use that and kind of stir it up into this stew and make something that is your own, that is your own unique voice. And you're putting a lot of these things together of what we've said in this episode about Shane McGowan, knowing yourself, you know, being honest with yourself, being fearless, all these things, they kind of come in to this stew, knowing your history, using your pain, all that stuff kind of mixes up and becomes a little bit of an amalgamation in your brain and in your spirit and, and what makes you an artist. And that's what comes out on the canvas or in whatever medium you're working in. That's what comes out. 
And that's what makes you and your work powerful. And that's what will resonate with people. And that's what will inspire people. And that's what will make you a legend. A legend. And the legend of the rent was way past due. A little bit of a School of Rock reference there. But look, I just wanted to pay homage to my buddy and icon, Shane McGowan, somebody who's really inspired me over my life and has inspired so many people. Rest in peace, Shane. And I wanted to use this as an episode to really dig into what makes somebody a legend, what makes somebody you know stand the test of time and inspire other people. And if that's something that you want to do, it's something that you need to be thinking about. It's something you need to really think about and dissect and, and, and be clear with your goals and be clear with what you want to achieve and you know find out the ways to get there. Look at the path, see what is the end goal, and then do a little bit of reverse engineering of how to get there. And it's not so simple as that. You really have to be your authentic self. I think there's a fire in people who become an inspiration that even if they didn't know where they were going, they would get there. But it's definitely something I think that's worth knowing. Even the people who did have that. I mean, you could have said Shane McGowan was just drinking in the bars and writing stuff and it became, you know, legendary music. But no, he did know what came before him. He was an avid reader and he really had a goal of what he wanted to achieve. So everybody does. And I think it's just something that we can use as inspiration. So hopefully this has been inspiring to you. Uh, always love to hear from you on social media. Hope you're liking the show. If you are, feel free to give a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And yeah, looking forward to bringing you a new episode next week. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care of yourself. And we'll let Shane McGowan and the Pogues play us out. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.